Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Well, look what we have here. We wake up to the news that Jim Harbaugh was interviewing in Atlanta yesterday. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. So while Atlanta has been laser-focused, Perloff, on Bill Belichick becoming their head coach, well, it turns out not that laser-focused because the next day they interviewed Jim Harbaugh. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, what happened to uh, – uh, it was a fait accompli that Bill Belichick was going to Atlanta, and <laughs> I thought Atlanta desperately wanted him. That is not a sign of desperation. If I want to date a woman, I'm not like, well, we're, I have this huge date set up for Monday, buy her flowers, take her to a restaurant, and then do the same thing with another woman on Tuesday. <laughs> well, you do if you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, right? Well, and also, I, I'm not going to have a pretty, the prettier woman on the second – sorry, that's so shallow. <laughs> but Harbaugh is, a, Harbaugh is a better candidate. Can we agree on this? If I am Atlanta, I think Harbaugh makes way more sense. Now, I didn't even think that Harbaugh was on the radar for Atlanta. Not that they wouldn't want him. I wasn't sure that he wanted them. But now that I know that they are openly you know, talking, I like this better than anything. Get Belichick out of there with Atlanta. The biggest thing for Atlanta is you need a quarterback. Bill Belichick has already proven that's not his skill set right now. Right now, Drafting a quarterback and developing a quarterback, that's like the one blind spot that I think he has, along with drafting wide receivers. You have to worry about that in Atlanta. You've got weapons. But give me Jim Harbaugh with a young quarterback in Atlanta, whether that's someone you draft, whether that's trading for Justin Fields, whatever you're going to do, I want want Harbaugh in that spot now more than anyone. But you bring up the interesting problem. If you're Jim Harbaugh and you get multiple offers, why would you take Atlanta over the Chargers? Because the Chargers have Justin Herbert. Atlanta has the number eight pick. Are you going to take J.J. McCarthy and run it back? There's no way. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's way too high for J.J. McCarthy. So I think the problem with Atlanta is like they're not going to get Harbaugh. How are they going to get Harbaugh? I don't... Color me skeptical on the J.J. McCarthy stuff. Like, I think that's a little too... First of all, when I watch J.J. McCarthy, I I feel like I'm watching a college quarterback. I'm not even sure that he's going to be a great NFL prospect. We've got a whole draft season to talk about that. I know you disagree. No, no, no. I don't think J.J. McCarthy's going to be great at all. But I do think there there was this rumor that the Raiders, who picked 13, were going to draft McCarthy to woo Harbaugh. I, no, my point I'm is, who's, to that. who's your quarterback in Atlanta? Desmond Ritter? Well, that's why I think I don't think Atlanta can get Harbaugh. I think they're going to have to settle for Belichick. Yes. I mean, because... Wow. It's a weird way to put it, but... I mean, I'm sorry. Jim Harbaugh is so much hotter right now. I don't think there's a single team out there that would take Belichick over Harbaugh. Okay, but it's not a total slam dunk to me that you would take the Chargers over Atlanta. See, that's where I disagree. Why? Well, obviously the Chargers on paper make a lot more sense because of Justin Herbert, and that sounds awesome. But give me the easier division to win in the NFC South, 
and I get the blank slate quarterback. Now, it's not going to be a person maybe as good as Herbert, but if I'm Jim Harbaugh, maybe I like – I've just been in college now for the last seven years. Right. I've seen a lot of things. I, I think I know who the good guys are. Hell, I mean, Justin Fields, I was just playing against him with the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry. Like, I know what I'm dealing with. I've been close to that product, the college football product. I would trust that I could draft a guy and develop him. He did it with Colin Kaepernick. I, you know, Andrew Luck obviously had at Stanford. Like, I think that I'd rather do that than deal with all the other issues yeah. that I have at the Chargers, which is essentially like, I'm going to say, probably close to a, a full rebuild. Uh, well, I mean, listen, you have a lot of old talent that you're going to have trouble paying this offseason. No, I, I, I would say that Harbaugh would want a lot of those older. He obviously wants Joey Bosa to stick around. Keenan Allen seems ageless. I, I, I understand. He He's <laughs> no. all the time. I understand the problems, but I think you're, you're, looking in the wrong direction when you're talking about football. It's a, everything. Real estate is everything, Maggie. You know that expression. <laughs> Every story is real estate. I mean, yes. he was in Stanford, which is like heaven. Uh, Palo Alto is gorgeous. I think the lore of California will be important to Harbaugh. It's the guy who says he likes to shovel snow. I mean, it's... There's it's, no snow in Atlanta. No, I know. Atlanta's landlocked. Saying, I think that the Chargers can show him the ocean, get him a place in Malibu. Listen, here's the thing. You're a, you're a football coach. Your home and your view is the four walls inside your office, mm. watching film, practice field, practice facilities. I don't think a guy like Jim Harbaugh is going for, like, the nightlife, you know? <laughs> no, I do, I do think that Jim also, Harbaugh Atlanta lives in Ann Arbor because it's a great situation for him. He's right next to his dad. I, I think, the actually, he's at the point of his coaching career where where he is matters. I know I sound so stupid to say that. I don't think he's like Belichick. I think he has a bigger circle in his life. Interesting. He's I, a family guy. I mean, he's really into his brother. He's I really into his dad. But Atlanta's works for all of that. Like Atlanta's beautiful. You can yeah. have like you're you're a central hub. Like you can. There's do a lot of flights. Yeah, I mean, I, it's Atlanta's got a lot to offer. When you coach in Stanford and San Francisco, I, there seems to be a connection with California and Harbaugh, and I think that is actually a real thing. Okay, so this is the so Harbaugh. We learn interviewed with the Atlanta Falcons on Tuesday. Belichick interviewed with them on Monday. Uh, Harbaugh on Tuesday. This is according to uh, reading on Pro Football Talk. So he and, and Harbaugh interviewed with the Chargers on Monday and then Atlanta on Tuesday. So we're doing this dance. Now, just to complicate things a little more and make this a true, you know, waltz, ballet, whatever, <laughs> is Harbaugh, according to Yahoo, is also simultaneously negotiating a contract extension for himself currently right this moment with Michigan. <laughs> yeah, I forgot so, about that school. <laughs> so, yeah, remember Michigan? They just won the national title for the first time since 1997. Yes, that team. He's currently trying to work out a contract extension. Now, reportedly, there are some weird kind of caveats yeah. in this contract extension to make this extremely Harbaugh-friendly. Number one, he's looking for a clause that says he cannot be fired for cause. So all these NCAA investigations that are hanging over his head, he wants something written in his contract that says, no matter what they find, you can fire me for those. Okay, cover yourself. I so what that. does that mean, though? Does that mean if the NCAA suspends him, Michigan can't uh, break the contract? Can't break the contract. That like, seems not... I think that seems kind of fair. Okay, I see where he might yeah. want to cover himself with that one. Okay, the other thing that he would like is he would like the contract to start in a future date that makes the buyout smaller for an NFL team in case they want to hire him. 
So give me a new contract, pay me $11.5 million a year, make me the highest paid coach in college football, I believe now that Saban has retired, make me the highest paid coach in college football, but also make my buyout less so that if an NFL team I like does come calling, it's going to be easier for them to buy out my contract. I mean, what are we doing here? Uh, That being said, if you're Michigan, I don't think you have a choice. Whatever he wants, you do. I know, but you don't have to rub their faces in that. I mean, yeah, you've got the power. You've got the leverage. I mean, this seems like uh, you're daring Michigan to put put pen to paper on something like that. Well, the one thing is he's so unpredictable, right? He was in Minnesota two years ago on signing day. And then last year, he had a contract offer from the Broncos, which made all the sense in the world. In fact, I'm not even sure why he's not there. That would have been the perfect fit. Yeah, Minnesota and, probably would have been good, too. Actually. And I, that's why I think this Atlanta interview for Harbaugh is just he is now a master at creating a gigantic market that gives him all the leverage and all the money. And he has so much leverage he with does. Michigan. And honestly, if Michigan at this point, I think that you whatever Harbaugh wants, you have to give it to him. You don't have a choice. What's okay, your other choice? Just go about, back to mediocrity? Okay, but here's the other thing. Like, how you're kind of hurting Michigan here, which is you got coaches, the coaching cycle is, is kind of moving in college. Yeah. Like, the NFL, we're just getting started here with guys doing interviews. For college, this has been moving around. I mean, think about what we've had. We've already had Nick Saban retire, and his successor has been named, and that guy's successor has been named in Washington, and all these dominoes have already fallen. If you're Michigan and Harbaugh plays this out for another, what, month, several weeks, then he he leaves who's your backup plan well i think plan? it's Sharon Moore. It, so you have your in house and you which i think would harbaugh would love i mean the the bromance between Sharon Moore and I jim harbaugh it. and Sharon Moore actually uh, had a good final game so i i think he'd be he'd step right in harbaugh okay. would love that then who's your offensive coordinator are you just going to step everybody up yeah i mean i mean, I, th- I think so so maybe that's not the worst situation. I feel like Michigan's playing with house money right now. They got their title. It's like when the Rams won the Super Bowl. They were all in for this year. McCarthy came back. Blake Corum came back. Harbaugh came back. Now I, they have the luxury of having that title and beating Ohio State three years in a row. I'm not worried about Michigan. Okay, but think about it. that. That's not exactly how Georgia thinks. That's no, I, know. Michigan is, I don't think Michigan is Georgia. I don't well, think they're Alabama. Okay, but I mean, that's... Uh, listen, if you're a Michigan fan, you're not going to be disappointed. You just won the national yeah, title. You're, you're good. You're probably still, you know, drinking champagne and all that stuff. And you get you get the grace period. But that's not like what college football, that's not what the powers do. They win a title and they reload for the next year to come back. And and it doesn't, it feels like because of Harbaugh's and, you know, because of his desires yes. here and his desires to test the NFL waters, it's, I don't know. It's it's making the degree of difficulty harder. You're out there on the recruiting trail. You're telling me there's no difference between saying Jim Harbaugh's our coach versus yeah. Sharon Moore. No, of course there's a difference. It's not ideal, but that you knew you were going to pay that price, and you're good with it. Uh, we have a lot of friends who went to Michigan. You think they care right now? It's it it's so much like the Rams. You went all in, you got it. I I understand. He is holding them over the barrel, and he has every right to do that. That you know, they know the deal with Jim Harbaugh. I mean, listen. He was interviewing two years in a row with the NFL cycle. I don't think they have any illusion that Jim Harbaugh is a full and full Listen. Michigan man who's going to carry them for two decades. It's not going to happen. He's he's a wanderer, and they know it. And they'll whatever he wants, they'll try and get as much as they can out of him. I mean, you're basically hey, this is catnip for Ohio State. I mean, I Ryan know. Day should be wow. recruiting against this all day, every day. Sure, Harbaugh's leaving. Look at him; he's going to the NFL. How do you know who's going to be the coach there? 
do do you remember what Michigan was like before Jim Harbaugh got there? Yeah. It could be this again. But Ohio State has lost all their swagger in this this whole rivalry. It used to be Ohio State would walk all over Michigan. So I'm not sure Ryan Day and Ohio State are feeling themselves right now. Yeah, it, it's an interesting dynamic. Uh, I think the Atlanta interview for Harbaugh, by the way, just creating market. I don't think – I think it comes I down like to staying market. in college. There's no way – he's Justin Herbert and the Chargers – You have to be attracted to that as a coach. Oh, I get it, but what else do I have? See, here's the thing. Mm. Do I have – I have the quarterback, but I don't have much else. You have a left tackle over Sean Slater. You basically have two players. (laughs) You have two players, great, on offense. And then if I'm on – and if I'm in Atlanta, I've got everything but the quarterback. And if I'm Harbaugh – Do you, though, just because you've drafted high, you drafted Kyle Pitts at number five – yeah, I know you drafted him high, but what what has he done? Well, nothing, but Drake London and Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson's a running back. Okay, but he's a versatile running back and he's a high pick. Like this is you got some you got some weapons here. So that that would be attractive to me as well. And again, let's play in the NFC South well, where I can if, make the playoffs in the first year. Listen, I don't deal with Mahomes. I've been down on the Chargers roster, but they do have some names. I mean, Derwin James is floating around there at safety. He'll get you a lot of penalties, but man, is he good? And he's good. He's also Khalil injured Mack a will probably, lot. <laughs> Khalil Mack or what's left of Khalil Mack will yeah. be back. And if on the few games that he's healthy, he could get six sacks in a game. I just under, I just think the Chargers are way too attractive. And maybe I'm putting myself in his shoes. Don't you want to live there? I mean, you have all the money. So, <laughs> I'd love to live in Atlanta too. It's just it, mm, it's seventeen degrees in, in New too. York this morning. Sean it's Payton cold made, and dark. Yeah, we. <laughs> I know. Sean Payton made twenty million dollars a year last year with a big contract. Yeah. So if Harbaugh gets twenty three million, he can afford to live, get any place he wants. That's a lot of money. He, he can afford any house he wants in the whole LA area. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. I'm not, I hope I'm not breaking news to you here. He's been rich for a long time. Yeah, I mean, but not L.A. rich. I mean, now. <laughs> yes, he has. I, you know what the taxes are there? Like, I, I don't think he could. He can live uh, on a. He can live in sort of where the celebrities live now. He could have done that before. Remember, he is a celebrity. He's making $9 million a year in L.A. Okay, let, That's not going to get you anything. I'm just saying he'll have... <laughs> Pile of bricks. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta, there's a, Atlanta is much, much cheaper, so he could have the biggest mansion, but... Okay, wait. EJ, I do, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you just search Jim Harbaugh's career earnings as an NFL quarterback? Now, it's not going to look like Patrick Mahomes, and it's not going to look like what the guys get now. But he wait, played in the NFL for over a decade. I'm assuming, uh, let's guess what Jim Harbaugh is, just his NFL, not coaching, his NFL career. Well, that year, nothing. I mean, think 16 million, 20 million. Oh, I bet he made more like 45. Well, regardless, that guy is a nice nest egg. That guy seems really interested in making as much money as possible. He hired a new agent in Don Yee. He creates these markets. He's been sort of uh, holding Michigan hostage for three years. I think he wants more money. I think he wants that Sean Payton deal plus. I think he wants power. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. And you'd have it in both places he's interviewed so far. The Chargers are also looking for a new GM. And Atlanta, you get the sense that their GM might not be on the most steady footing, right? Like it's possible that a big, a big name head coach and someone who's got a lot of ideas about personnel would be able to have their voice heard. This is not a Jerry Jones situation, right? This is Definitely. not a, you know, Philadelphia Definitely. Eagles. So eight five five two one two four CBS. Yes. Let me ask: Is that a poll question? If you're Jim Harbaugh, sticking yeah. on Harbaugh, not Belichick, and you have a choice between Atlanta and the Chargers. Which one would you take? I think the Chargers win that easily because most fans are like me. They just see the lightning bolt and Justin Herbert, and they're not overthinking it. I, I, think, I think people have looked a little closer into Atlanta's roster yeah. recently because Belichick and because now Harbaugh 
And I think they're saying, well, there are actually pieces here and you've got stuff. You just have to figure out the quarterback situation. Yeah, you're the second best roster in your state. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I would go, why don't we put that up? If you're Jim Harbaugh, would you take the Chargers or the Falcons. the Falcons? And I have a great argument here. because kind of perennial I, losers, to be yeah, honest, underachievers. But I got Justin Herbert. I, I think that not knowing anything, the, the you know, we see Atlanta Falcons in quarterback uh, purgatory. So I think Justin Herbert is very attractive. And I think that's at the end of the day, I think he's going to go to the Chargers for that reason. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Do we have updates on Jim Harbaugh? I think we didn't realize how long ago Jim Harbaugh played. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's, it's low. Well, no, no, I say that because, like, the information on oh, the information NFL is salaries from, like, the 80s and mid-90s is not that, not that, not, I think as, that- not as available on the internet as you would think. Back then, the highest paid player was like $1.7 million or something. <laughs> well, the one thing I was able it. to find was like a 1993 article when he signed with the Bears, and it was for like, uh, I think, $3 million. $3 million a year? Uh, no, I think, that was his, I think that was his total salary, if I'm reading this right. Uh, yeah, there's a reason he's got a new agent out there. Or, or the next three years, he'll pay, he'll pay salaries. Yeah, so $3 million a year. $3 million. I, I, That was one, a three-year deal in 1993. One number said... Harbor earned around forty million during his playing days. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, but forty million—that that money's gone. He's, you know, he's, we're talking <laughs> he about blew it. through it. What did he forty did? million? <laughs> forty million in nineteen eighty-seven. I don't know that that money. If you invest it correctly, that money is going to be massive now. Jim Harbaugh does not seem like a savvy investor to me. He's too imp- <laughs> impulsive. He he's, had a this, guy, he's a cash in the mattress kind he, of guy. Uh, forty million, half goes to taxes. Fifteen percent goes to your marketing agent. Ten percent goes to your agent. You know, we've no, all 3% watched. Three percent goes to your agent. Wh- whatever we see, we we've seen. Uh, we've seen how these athletes spend their money. That that money's long gone. That's why he's out there creating more. That's why he's in Atlanta today. He needs the cash. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to make ends meet. You have to admit, Jim Harbaugh has seemed awfully concerned with making a lot of money the last five years. Yes, maybe he's got some expensive habits. I'm keeping those chickens around his house, is that expensive? I'm telling you, he's going from Ann Arbor. He lived in the Bay Area for a long time. You know what the real estate situation is there. In Palo Alto, you think he's going to need $25 million a year just to walk down the street in that place. <laughs> you make it seem like he's living in a studio apartment somewhere. Silicon Valley, <laughs> have you seen the real estate prices there, Maggie? <laughs> Oh boy, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, Jim Harbaugh, is it in bad faith to be negotiating a contract extension with Michigan while you are also crisscrossing the country, literally doing interviews from Los Angeles to Atlanta? That would make me feel a certain type of way if I'm Michigan. I know he just won you a national title, so maybe he walks on water now, but still. I you, mean, you might whatever be, happened to run it back? You might be used to it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> if you're Michigan, you're like, oh, this drill again. 855-212-4227. Coming up, uh, we have your phone calls, of course. Also, what is going on with the Steelers? They are just making moves that do not make a lot of sense. We'll get to that in moments. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. As always, I try to bring the conversation back to weather slash real estate and dad things. Traffic. Traffic. Traffic, by the way, that's a huge consideration for these NFL coaches who have their choice of jobs. Jim Harbaugh (laughs) interviewed in Atlanta. Terrible traffic. Sneaky, bad traffic town. And, of course, famously, L.A. Chargers. Traffic there is terrible. I mean, he's going to have to go to the facility 4 a.m. to get there. I thought they sleep in the office. 
They're good. No, Jim Harbaugh, oh, once you win a Super Bowl or a national title, you don't sleep in the office. So median price of three different. So he coached at Stanford slash San Francisco. Yep. So I put median price of Palo Alto, California, median price of El Segundo, where the Chargers practice, and median price of Atlanta. Ter- care to take a guess? Of what kind of home? Uh, yeah, so the average. A single family just, home. I, I googled median average house price in Atlanta, average house price in El Segundo, and average house price in Palo Alto. High. Like 750000 or something? So 380 for Atlanta. Okay. One, uh, $1 million for El Segundo. Three million is the average house price in Palo Alto, the California. The average is three million dollars. So my my father in law is out at Stanford. It the money in the Silicon Valley right now is so outrageous. We're on there. You it guys all have three so million dollar homes. Who are listening to us million, out there? Can we three come million over? will get you a studio <laughs> apartment. Go fund me. It'll get you a studio apartment for well, what I know. It is nuts out there. And no wonder Brock Purdy needs a roommate. <laughs> he might, I'm surprised he only needs one. So Atlanta, so if I'm Jim Harbaugh, Atlanta, yes, I could have the biggest house ever in Atlanta, but he doesn't need all that money. I think he's going to get $20 million plus for the NFL. I think he's got to go to Malibu okay. and get a huge oceanfront house. Okay. Can I just say, I, <laughs> am I the only person, and maybe I'm the woman here, and I'm always thinking like, ah, how am I going to keep all this house clean? You know, but, and obviously (laughs) you're that rich. So you're going to have a little bit of help with keeping the place, you know, dusted, but I don't need a big house. Like I didn't grow up in a big house. I, it's great to have a nice house. You want to have a nice house. You feel comfortable in, but I don't know about you guys. I don't need like 15 bedrooms and the Russell Wilson Uh. Ciara. Like I need 25 toilets. Why? I'm going to go to the bathroom in the same bathroom every day anyway. Okay. okay, How many siblings did you grow up with? One, I'm my older brother. Oh, so that's a big difference. Okay. <laughs> EJ, EJ uh, fantasizes about his yeah. own bathroom well, yeah, in every I, room. I am, I am one of four. Okay. And sharing the bathroom stinks. Yes. Yeah. Did you grow up in an apartment? You're from New York City. Grew up in apartment. It was mixed. Apartment, two family home, once a house for a little while. That yeah. was kind of smallish, but sure. Um. So yeah. So I, as someone who's lived in a house, oftentimes with six people. The idea that I could just be on a, in a corner of the house and no way could bother me. Yeah, I okay. I could I could see why uh, that would be. Maybe enticing. that's my bias because I grew up with just uh just one sibling and two parents. But you gotta think next level, Maggie. The how have you ever been to some of the nice neighborhoods in Atlanta? There's a competition to have the biggest gaudiest house in Atlanta too. So yeah. with that it's money, Buckhead, right? Yeah, or have you seen yeah. Rick Ross's house? Like he, like oh he, yeah, uh, yeah. What's the what they call Promised Land? I think it's called. Like it's it's the house that uh, I think Michael Van Oldfield had. Or, oh, Holy yeah, they, yeah, it's yeah. like it's. It's like a compound. Okay, yeah, but if you're I'm gonna... Rick Ross, I've got a I've got a reputation to uphold. <laughs> like, That's true. I'm me. I don't have He's a reputation. He's the boss, right? Yeah. I'm just saying you're going to need and an, an uh, army of cleaners freezing. in Atlanta. I, I, yeah. I think you could go a little more reasonable on the beach in L.A. I, I think he's I think he's going to the Chargers. I think there's a draw to California. I'm not even. I'm, we're all kidding around. Atlanta's a great place to live. But I mean, that's a lot of house. <laughs> You've now given me like that's all I'm gonna think about. Or whatever it's like and, a lot of house. Can I keep it clean? I'm always thinking <laughs> about that. Uh, let's go to the phones. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Rich is in Chicago. Has a thought on Harbaugh and, and what all this negotiating is doing to the Michigan side of things. Hey, Rich, how are you? Morning, guys. Uh, I was going to bring this up because it's kind of an indicative of what happens to programs historically. And what, what I wanted to find out was what's the fallout of the uncertainty of Harbaugh's return to Michigan? And I think the first thing you look at, which is really surprising, probably most people don't know this, 
their recruiting ranking for the upcoming year as a national champion, <clears throat> excuse me, incumbent, is 15th. Yeah, mm. that's crazy. That's 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 only because Jim Harbaugh is out there taking interviews from Atlanta to L.A. But, Rich, you bring up a good point. That's how this works. Nick Saban's leaving Alabama. I'm sure they're going to fall off, too. That's just how Bobby Bowden, every great program when their coach leaves, has a downtime. Uh, well, you know what? It's, you, that's a great point. That's a terrific point because one of the things that most people don't know, I'm an SEC guy and uh, grew up in Florida and went to the University of Florida, so know a lot about the South. And one of the things that you learn because I go back all the way when Spurrier was around at Florida, and I learned this from him, Bear Bryant, and now Saban. If you're a coach, and DeBoers is going to find this out, that the grass isn't always greener, you know, leaving Washington, is I would never go to a school that the guy who I replace has a statue. <laughs> <laughs> See, but Rich, that's where you and I disagree. I think you got to yeah. take the shot there. And Rich, thank you so much for the phone mm, call. I don't know, Maggie. Uh, you followed a legend. I it's did. not always easy. It is not easy. Now, I didn't realize that legend was going to return three months later. <laughs> now, that is where the difference is, you know, I, I thought we were doing great. <laughs> it just, you know. He came back. We're so, talking about uh, Afternoon Drive in yeah. New York, if anyone doesn't know that story. Yes, no, I'm not Conan O'Brien. It wasn't me and Jay Leno, but uh-huh. it was a very, very similar situation. Very similar. And he decided to come back. But here's the thing about Saban and about Bobby Bowden and stuff like that. Those guys were in their 70s. Yeah. You know, for Harbaugh, he's a young, by coaching standards, he's still young. Like, if he wanted to just stay with Michigan, I bet their recruiting would be top five. This is all because of his choices that he wants to go to the NFL. And good for you if you want to do it, but you are hurting your school. Like, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be natural. I think Michigan does not feel like they're building a Georgia-like program. Uh, I don't happy to get one and then... I don't even know off the top of my head. I have no idea who their quarterback is next year. I thought McCarthy might run it back because next year's draft class will be wide open. He could have maybe been a top five pick. This year, there's tons of quarterbacks. So I, I don't know where they're going, but I think they're okay with that. They're so... They're so high right now on that title. I get it. I mean, I just see the Michigan fans walking. They've beaten Ohio State three times in a row. This is okay. I know. It's okay that they're 15th in recruiting. You're not going to get to them. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Andrew Bogus is here just getting settled. Train trouble this morning, my friend. Yeah, weather. That was nice of uh, Mother Nature to drop the snow yesterday and the ice this morning. Thanks, Mrs. Nature. Stopping everything. Yeah, I mean, relying on public transportation in this city at this time of the morning, you are a trusting man. Well, I'll I'll be honest. Because it's so early, I usually don't have any troubles. Yeah. And we were full of information this morning on what was going on on the railroad. And the train did come when they predicted it was going to come 35 minutes late. <laughs> later. So they were strangely on top of things. It just would have been cool if the third rail didn't freeze overnight to create all oh. the problems. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah. 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 Uh, hi. Hi. So here come your headlines. Uh, they're sponsored by Progressive <laughs> Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. 
Joel Embiid did last night what he usually does it. He played against an elite opponent, and maybe he should keep doing it. Embiid, this would be on the arc with Jokic on him. Jab step, jumpers for three, and it's good. Embiid pours in a triple. Tom McGinnis on Sixers Radio. Embiid, 41 points, 7 rebounds, 10 assists, negating Nikola Jokic's 25 points and 19 boards. The Sixers a 126-121 home win over the Nuggets. The two centers had a sweet little post-game hug and chat mm. and bead shared his message on TNT. He won a championship. That's the best team in the league. And, you know, he's the finals MVP. So I'll just tell him, keep going see and see you in two weeks. And keep doing your thing. And that's why you're the best in the league. So that sounds like Embiid's committing to play the return game in Denver. But I guess... It's still too far into the future to know for sure. Be nice if those teams saw each other in the playoffs. If Embiid could get past the second round. Well, we also, all know that's not happening. Well, I'm Jokic. Keep going. <laughs> oh, you're doing a great. You're going to, doing a great job, kiddo. You're, you're nice with that little championship. Keep, 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 keep hustling. What? <laughs> Stay on that grind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, whatever. When he when he gets straight to the Knicks, you're gonna be all about Joel Embiid. So stop. No, I'm EJ. Like, that was that was corny. You thought I'm it was sorry. condescending. No, come on now. Yeah, this guy is an NBA champion, and you're talking about, hey, you know, you're doing pretty good over there. Keep keep it up. <laughs> That's unfair. If, 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 you keep, if you keep working hard, that you is might, you so unfair. <laughs> Come on, he's got a mic. He's on with TNT. He's trying to say something nice. That was, what are you killing him for that? He, he, he treated him like a little homie. <laughs> what? Like, Jokic is the big dog. What yeah, but he that? can't. Yeah, but Joey Joel Embiid can't be like, well, I told him you're the best person to ever play. I'm in all of you. Yeah, I only want to be in your shadow. Like he's got to say something. No, just say, oh, you're an inspiration. Like, like you know, you you like that was he. Don't say that. <laughs> don't don't be Embiid like Embiid was in the keep league first, isn't he? Right? Yeah. Was no. he really? Yeah, they're about the same age, right? I guess so. they're probably right around the same age. Yeah, but like he, you cannot treat. The reigning MVP, reigning Finals MVP, like a little I, homie. I can't guarantee Jokic was not offended. Yeah, he was about Jokic to say, probably didn't hear him. One thing <laughs> yeah. that Embiid's protected by is uh, Nikola Jokic's complete apathy to any of this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he, I, I'm sorry, he he's can't... got a horse race to get to. Guys. Yeah, it's by the way. season. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I love the the apathetic 25 yeah. and 19 on the road. And uh, by the way, they're never playing in the finals. That's just not no, happening. Not like happening. we, that's why it's so sad that we have to actually pay attention to this. This is not bird magic. There is no finals matchup coming. <laughs> no. The Suns closed on a 23-4 run to stun the Kings 119-117. Kevin Durant at the winning free throws with 1.8 seconds left. And the Clippers outscored the Thunder in LA 128-117. Paul George a season-high 38 points. Another night, another upset in men's top 10 college hoop. Rebound to Gasson. Back out to RJ. And now to Kaluma. Arthur for three. Yes! And then that one! 20 seconds to go! That's from Learfield. Arthur Arthur Kaluma's four-point play helping K-State close on a 9-0 run to down number 9 Baylor. 68-64 in overtime. Second-ranked Purdue did route Indiana 87-66. Zach Eady, 33 points, 14 rebounds. And number three, Kansas had little trouble at OK State, 90-66. Now we've got some breaking news from College Shoops. A coach doesn't like the transfer portal. This was UConn legend <laughs> Gino Ariemo over the weekend. The average coach out there, though, who's not where I am, it's, you can't do your job anymore. And people can say you got to change with the times. How, how does changing with the times help you have better relationships with your players when it's all transactional now? So what kind of relationship can you have with somebody that 
it's telling you, I might be here one, maybe two, maybe three, maybe four, or I might be at four schools in four years. And this has nothing to do with the money. Forget the money part. This is about the, oppor- the ability that they can, you can just walk out anytime you want. Oh, boy. What a, oh, what boy. a jerk. Gino's forgetting the ability that the coaches have to walk out. Yeah. environment where the players feel like they owe you nothing. Yeah. And again, he has always had the power to leave himself or to tell you to leave yeah. as right. a player. Because right. scholarships have always been a year-to-year thing. Yep. You yeah. have to renew them. Now he's upset that, and I don't even know how many people are leaving him. So he, like, he doesn't care about anybody else either. No. He's the face of college coaching arrogance. Yeah. And he always has been. It's not surprising for him. God yeah. forbid players have any power in college sports. Come on. I know. Well, and also, I mean, Jesus, it sounds like we're piling on here, but like the world's transactional. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, that was my thing, too. I yeah. hate to say it, but listen, that doesn't. Here's the thing. I, I don't think it doesn't mean you can't have mentors. It doesn't mean you can't connect with coaches. It just means that, you know, as they say, after a season ends, you're never going to have that same team again, right? You're never going to, it's never, you're never going to replicate exactly one year to the next. Now it's just kind of that to an extreme. Like well, Gino Ariema is already living season to season to season. Pro, pro sports have a transactional relationship. And listen, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are doing commercials together. You can form a relationship even in this transaction. It should be transactional. These athletes, wait, should all the money just go to the coaches and the athletes just sit there? I, I hate college sports and, and people like this. And let's be real, too. I mean, you're talking about basketball particularly, and I don't know how pervasive the transfer portal is in women's basketball, but this whole very transactional pervasive. aspect of sports is very transactional in the AAU high school circuit, where it's just you go wherever you want. You could play for one team one weekend, play for another team next weekend, play for one high school one year, play for the next year. And then you do this college thing where you're just like stuck to one team until the last few years, and then you get to the pros, and it's the same thing. It's all transactional. This is College is the only place where this quote-unquote non-two-way street that Gino Ariam is so in love with exists. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I I guess like... I want to be generous to the other side of this, though, which is there. it's not all awesome in the transfer portal. You know, I do think that there are a lot of people who go in the portal, whether they choose to or whether the coach says, hey, get your stuff and get in the portal, and you get in there and you don't find another team. And then you're wondering, oh, man, you know, should I have just stuck around or was I looking for something and had a wandering eye when I should have? Should I have toughed it out? You might not have graduated from that school anyway. That happens a lot. Like a lot of athletes come in and do not end up even if they go in the transfer portal they're like oh he went to transfer portal and didn't find another team a lot of those college athletes the numbers are not great do not graduate anyway no i know i i think it's actually it's just turning more and more just like everything in this world in this country especially it's the haves and the have-nots if you want to play for gino Ariema and uconn and you want to play for uconn and south carolina and lsu you're going to be in a more transactional relationship yeah. and if you want to play college sports and you want to play at you know a lower like I don't even say my own alma mater, but, you know, if you want to play at Fordham, if you want to play at GW, if you want to play at a, another place, it's going to be more about the experience of it as opposed to, hey, I'm setting myself up for my professional career in basketball. Then you do that. And to be fair, in, in that quote, like, Har- I mean, excuse me, uh, Oriama said, like, look, this isn't as much an issue for me because I'm at UConn. Right. He's, he said he was more concerned about the mid tier schools or whatever. Bogus but, but at the same time, again, like, are these schools dealing with like roster overhauls the way uh, college basketball and college and men's college basketball and college football is? Like, I, I think I, mean, I think they are. They ever have before? Yeah. yeah, it's not in the same raw numbers, but 
I mean, you Bogus. change a coach, everybody leaves, just like in the men's side. That's so, always how it's been. Bogus, you call Fordham games, right? Yeah. Like, at that level, if you get a guy who really stands out as freshman and sophomore, he might be gone, well, right? The, the crazy thing is Fordham has not lost an important player in the transfer portal for the last two years. And I don't know, with all due respect, it's not like we're forking over blank yeah. checks in NIL. I don't know how they're doing it. It might just be relationships, because there are kids on our on, that play for Fordham yeah. that could play at a higher level, and they right. have not been poached yet. But the big D1A schools are are poaching that level. Yes. I see that. In college football, you're seeing all these yeah, guys like, coming from Eastern Michigan to... It's a minor league yeah, it within is a minor, the sport. Yeah. But that's good for the athlete. And also, too, I mean, guys get a... You just think about the quarterbacks. If Joe Burrow wasn't allowed to transfer, we might not even know who Joe Burrow is. Cam yeah, Ward has gotten... Went from Incarnate Word in San Antonio to Washington State. Now he's in the draft. So, I mean, those are extreme examples, but it does help the athletes a lot. See, I, I think college basketball, though, like, look at our final four on the men's side from last year. Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, UConn, and Miami. Right. Now, UConn is still, they're, I think they're ranked number one, or they were they last are. week. They are. Okay, so, and and Miami, you know, has a lot of money. But if you're Florida Atlantic and you're San Diego, like, all you need is a few transfers, get it together yep. for one year, and then... You could go on a pretty good run. I know. The other, this is related. Look at the draft. It's like the top ten picks. It's uh, there's two college guys and there's eight G League guys and nine <laughs> foreign players. So the whole model is totally different than when I was a kid. And coaches need to stop acting like this is this is only beneficial to the players. And there aren't coaches who are taking the transfer portal as oh, an yeah. opportunity oh. to recall their entire Great point. Yeah. Rick yeah. Patino. And Rick Patino, P- Coach Prime, and it's not, <laughs> Dion, right. Yeah. Like, and it's, I'm not even trying to criticize those guys because okay, this is these are the rules. You can do what you want, but it, it, you didn't. You can't be Jimmy Gino Oriama. You can't be oh, this is so transactional, so terrible for these coaches. Meanwhile, you got coaches who can't wait to cut half their roster. Oh my God, Dabo Sweeney gets killed because he doesn't use the portal. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's, I know. Yeah, it's the, this. That this was, system isn't the perfect one. We're not on the perfect system, no. and we're never going to find that. That in college was the sports. first thing Patino did when he came to St. John's. Was go right. I think he just he said hello and went right to the transfer portal <laughs> to try to find his players. Right after telling kids to leave, yes. right, that you're not staying. But so there is, you know, the the perfect system idea. There's always room for improvements and tweaks, and now more guidelines and whatever. The problem is. The coaches can't be the ones starting those conversations because they sound like Gino Ariema. So I don't know who the person that that should be driving the conversation is, but it can't be them playing victim the, now. The lower school asking. Be. Well, I think the players need a seat at the table here. It's obvious it's a union, and that's who the players have to be represented. The right. coaches can be represented. The schools and everyone has a seat at the table and try to get a good system. I mean, you're, Bogus, I agree. The coaches should not have a seat at this table. I mean, it, Gus Malzahn, I'm looking at the buyout, $21.7 million. These are greedy human beings who have <laughs> nothing to say here. I don't want to hear it. I mean, they, these buyouts are insane. You look at the highest paid civil employee in 30 states is a college football coach. They're yeah. fine. I'm not worried about those idiots. Yeah, so, they'll figure it out. And Gino, Gino is provocative. You've covered Gino before. He's very, yeah, he mean, says a lot of things. Yeah, because he's got power in the sport. Yeah. You know? Uh, your non-Jim Harbaugh NFL coaching news, current Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni has his usual year-end meeting today with owner Jeffrey Lurie and GM Howie Roseman. Uh, and the Saints are parting ways with longtime offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael Jr. He's had that job since 2009, Ooh. easily the longest tenured in that spot in the NFL. Guys, back to you. Um, I read one thing that from Jeff McLean of the Philadelphia Inquirer. So Doug Peterson went into his exit interview with Jeffrey Lurie, and Jeffrey Lurie said, I wasn't going to fire him, but he did not present a good plan for the coordinators on both sides of the ball, so we decided to move in. 
move on. Nick Sirianni, he better have a plan, a coordinator. I mean, if I coach him, Nick Sirianni, you better say something good to Jeffrey Lurie or you're done. I mean, what is he going to say? Like, is he, who's, who could he say as a, as a coordinator that is going to be like, all right, let's stick with this guy? I'm bringing the next Sean McVay and the next D'Amico Ryans with me next year. I don't know. Yeah. Have some props, too. Have some Venn diagrams, have some charts, everything. I mean, you know, PowerPoint, presentation, just bore him to death. Uh, yeah, exit interview. What would you say your biggest weakness is? Just put on a video of trailing 24 nothing to the Giants in Week 18. This is going to be a hard interview. <laughs> replay, replay the playoff game. It's hard enough to do an interview when you stink. Oh, man, poor Nick Sirianni. I'm starting to feel bad for, for him. I mean, I, yeah, what do you say? I'd go in and start with, like, a magic trick or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Who's ready to laugh? Yeah, yeah. Let's make some wins disappear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You cannot be conventional. you got to shoot for the moon if you're Nick Sirianni. I need a just smoke tries. machine. I need a laser light show. <laughs> Maybe bringing the Eagles cheerleaders behind you. Just make it a complete presentation. Big Dom. <laughs> Big Dom. Big Dom. Leading the way. <laughs> like my hype man. Like I'm headed to a boxing match. 855-212-4CBS. Bogish, thank you so much. Oh, Coming up, uh, an interesting move by Jerry Jones. What does this one say? We're reading tea leaves here for the Dallas Cowboys next. It's Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That sound. It's our Cowboys quickie. There's going to be nothing quick about the fixes that the Dallas Cowboys need to make before next season. However, for our purposes today, just a little snapshot of where the Cowboys are, which is Jerry Jones canceling radio appearances in Dallas for yesterday. Perloff, they've gone. That's rare. In the bunker, maybe? I don't know. That is rare. There's a microphone that Jerry's choosing not to speak into. What does he have to say at this point? You got to make a decision on Mike McCarthy. You got to make yep. a decision on Dan Quinn. I mean, I think he said it all on Sunday when he said, This is the most painful loss I've had. I mean, he might have been caught up in the moment, but clearly, uh, th- I've never seen Jerry Jones has lost a lot. <laughs> so yep. we, we know, we know <laughs> the drill. This definitely seemed different. It's losing, losing, losing. Natural gas. <laughs> <laughs> and those two things seem to go hand in hand. Um, Okay, that's your Cowboys quickie. Oh, that was the quickie? I thought there was more. Well, here's the question about it is... (laughs) You always say, this is the Cowboys are 12 win teams, right? And oh, they yeah, keep 12 stacking together 12 teams. And I'll say that's not good enough because you're not hired to just win football games in the regular season if you're the Dallas Cowboys head coach. But there is something about Jerry Jones's commitment to continuity. 
I mean, maybe we're, this is one of those instances where we're all on the outside saying, mm. man, this could not be worse. And on the inside, he's saying, you know, unless I've got something lined up up my sleeve here and I know it's going to be a slam dunk better hire, Ooh. you know, does he does he actually make a move? Wow, I hadn't actually strongly considered that he could bring back Mike McCarthy. I, I feel like Sirianni has a better chance to go back to the Eagles and McCarthy back to the Cowboys. You're right. I mean, the guy held on to Jason Garrett for eight years. Uh, if if he does this, what does it say to you? It says to me that he's not serious about winning, and I've always said that. He's not serious about winning a Super Bowl. Being Because, like, here's the thing about the Cowboys. People think, oh, the media, we just love to talk about the Cowboys. They're phenomenally more interesting when they get close but don't actually win. They win the Super Bowl. That's That's it. Jerry has everything he wants. The people love the team. They're interested in what they do and ha- and who they how they operate. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's got the he's the most powerful owner. He's got the big stadium. He can throw his weight around in all these in all these meetings. And he's never upstaged by a coach. He's got yeah. it all to himself. Yet he keeps a coach there that you can put all the blame onto. And it's like you lose and you will blame Jerry Jones and other people will blame Jerry, but he's got a very obvious person here who he sticks out in front and says, everybody, boo this man, blame this guy, blame Mike McCarthy, this guy who looks like a sculpture of butter. There, This is going to be, for time, all time, the biggest Maggie and Perloff disagreement. I think Jerry Jones wants to win a Super Bowl more than any human being on the planet. The male ego, you have to understand, I think he has it. There's no bigger ego in all of sports than Jerry Jones. And he needs to walk into that room of 31 other owners with that another ring on his hand to say, I am the best. Like, and I think that's all he cares about. His ego is already being satisfied. I don't by... think so. The egos are never satisfied. No, no. Well, you might be right about that. But his ego gets, you know, in, in the moment gets satisfied every time he speaks into a microphone. And every time a crowd of reporters gets around him because I've been in those scrums before. Every time a crowd of reporters comes around him and circles him and hangs off of every word. And every time, you know, uh, you return a Cowboys game with the highest ratings uh, that we've ever seen or whatever, his ego gets that every single day. He's got that. Dopamine hits. Ego, by definition, you always have to keep improving on that. He's already had that for a long time. Now he needs the ring. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. All right. Belichick's future. Where is he best served? And is it those Dallas Cowboys, perhaps? Thank you, Perla. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.